Thanks for listening to Boundary Talk. We aim to bring you a roundup of the latest cricket action in less than 10 minutes, and all before your morning commute. Before the time stops ticking, let's get going. Okay, guys, the timer has been set. Welcome back to Boundary Talk, and it's officially the end of the first test of the Ashes series. And Australia have come out on top just winning by two wickets with, I think, about three overs left in the day to play. It was a fascinating day, full of ups and downs, swings from both sides, looking at who, who was most likely to win. But in the end, it was the duo of Pat Cummins and Nathan Lyon who saw Australia over the line. I'm joined by Caleb and George. Caleb, I know he wants to have his moment. He did call at the declaration, was a silly one on day one, and he was, well, he has been slightly proven right. So Caleb, I'll go straight to you. What are your What is your immediate reaction? Point of correction, not slightly, but I called it. I think England needed 30 or 40 more runs for them to try things and and keep Lyon and Cummins on their toes and maybe get Hazelwood on strike, which didn't happen because they did not have enough runs. But I think it's 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 a lot of things that works against them. Having a part-time keeper who's returning from injury, drop a couple of catches, and also not having a proper fit spinner. And that team in Mo and Ali probably ruined their chances of winning that game. I thought the declaration was silly because we always knew it was going to be a game of time. Whoever was going to take longer to get dismissed wins that game, no matter how you dice the numbers. England should have betted the morning of day two as close as possible to lunch, if you ask me, or maybe get 50 runs on the board because Root was striking it clean. He could have gotten 40 or so on that score sheet and those runs would have proved valuable. We saw what Usman Kawaja did. That's how you win a test match on a knife edge. You take time and you take time because the runs will come, especially on that pedestrian bowling attack England have of Jimmy Anderson, who didn't even get the new ball when it came in the last session, shockingly, and Ollie Robinson and Stuart Broad, who was decent, but was not also as exceptional as you'd expect them to be. They need to have a look in at their lineup or else they'll lose all four coming test matches as close, and it'll be like, oh, almost. Basketball works when you're playing Pakistan in Rawalpindi. Basketball works when you're playing New Zealand and they've got only two world-class players. But when you when you can count four or five world-class players on the Australian side, you, you need, because the Australians will be telling them, you can't do basketball against us. Against somebody else, yes, but not against us. So they need to have a really hard look. And mind you, Labashane, Smith, and Warner haven't fired. You've got runs coming your way from those. I'll I'll take half of that point. I'm not sure completely about the whole obliteration of basketball style when you're playing against Australia. You can still smack the ball around against them. The declaration, I definitely agree, was slightly arrogant, I thought. Maybe a feeling of, oh, we're England, we can do what we want and we'll still win. But, I mean, it has proven proven in the end to, to be the failure. Uh, George, I'll go to you. As an England fan, must be slightly gutted. Yeah, Kieran. Um, I, I it it feels like we've we kind of threw it away a little bit. Obviously, Caleb's talking about the first inning declaration. I think that's um that's definitely a factor. We should have we should have probably added another forty fifty. Um, I think uh, I also want to talk about England's second innings. Um, I think there was a lot of people that got themselves out. I don't think anyone reached fifty in the end. I think uh, Root top scored with forty six. Uh, he um he got out stumped by Lyon. Should have really carried on there. Brooke. Um, I remember pulling a ball that was way too short to be pulled. Um, so I think it's a combination of things. The pay, um, the England's bowling attack was very one-paced. And I don't know, maybe that's something that needs to change for the next games. 
Yeah, it is difficult when you've got a lot of injured injured bowlers out. I mean, Leach, uh, Mark Wood, both out injured, could have potentially made a difference. I mean, I think another big difference in the game uh, was the presence of Nathan Lyon. Fantastic bowler, we know. One of the highest wicket-takers of all time in Test cricket. And, I mean, he showed a difference picking up, I think, four wickets in both innings, which is something that England spinners, Moen Ali, as Caleb mentioned, part-timer, couldn't quite couldn't quite manage with his well I mean it seemed he picked up a pretty nasty injury to his finger so that had something to do with it and Joe Root can bowl but they're not quite up to the standard of Nathan Lyon and that's obviously going to have a big impact on a pitch that is not playing very nicely for the fast bowlers it looked at points that England could potentially win the tests the two wickets last night of, of Smith Broadtook of Smith and Labashain I thought would have been huge going into the day but Kawaja, again, putting on another exceedingly slow, it must be said today, exceedingly slow innings. You uh, mean 60... a test cricket knock? <laughs> I mean a bore fest is what I mean. 65 of 197 balls, leaving and blocking almost every ball he faced. But I guess, you know, if you, you play, play to win, that's the way to do it. I mean, Australia's batters didn't do too well, but I, I'll go to you, Caleb. What did you make of, of Pat Cummins and Nathan Lyon at the end? I mean, it's still pretty... Pretty big uh, hill to climb with, I think, 54 needed when Nathan Lyon came in. How do you think they handled that? Look, I think people forget Pat Cummins' history. When he started, he came from the 19 scene as quite a handy batsman, but who was primarily in the team as a, as a frontline bowler. And then later when he became captain, he put, um, was it Mitchell Stark ahead of him in the order for quite some time. But he can hold a bat. He's He's not like Jimmy Anderson. He's not like... Um, he's, he's not like Josh Hazelwood. He can hold a bat, and it showed with that knock of 40. He rotated the strike better than some English batsmen have done the series at the top of the order, and that's that's how you win a test match, and you can call Usman Kawaja's scoring rate today a bore fest, but that's basically how test matches are won, Kieran. You you bet for time, the runs will come. The, f- the rule for test cricket is the team that takes 20 wickets the fastest wins. And England didn't do that. So primarily, even if you set a poultry 185, if you can take 20 wickets quicker, you still win. So if you don't have a strong enough bowling attack and you feel like England fielded, like, goodness me, I've lost count of how many catches they dropped, you're not going to win a test match. If you field poorly, we even saw it on the other side of a game today. If you're watching the ICC qualifiers that are happening down in Zimbabwe, Netherlands and Zimbabwe playing, Six catches dropped by Netherlands. They lost the match. That's also England. I think Ben Fox comes into the discussion for Test 2, which I don't think he should, but you're under pressure to make a change to see if he can do something. I don't know if Moenali is fit to play the next one. Um, there was a question who the spinner is for that. Ben Stokes was terrible with the ball. Also didn't put as many runs as you'd have liked. So, yeah, it's a lot of thinking for England to do. Boswell works, but not against, I think, not against a very talented, world-class Australian team. I think that, I think you're being a little bit too, too like, one way on this, because it, it's not as if Australia completely rolled over England. They won, they like, two need wickets. To. They, they don't need to. They don't need to. But on another day, win. that's a different result. I don't think on any other day. You win when you win, Kieran. You but win you when you, you win. You mentioned it. Root dropped two catches. Stokes put down a catch. Pope turned around from a ball that when, really when, he when should When Hadingley happened the last time with an Ashes series in England, everybody was writing Ben Stokes as the hero and nobody cared that it was this close to an Australian victory. And he basically took it out with Jack Leach betting on the other side. The same thing happened today, but it's still a loss. The point being, 
the score won't say one nil could have won it. It's one nil England are behind. You win when you win. And I've got I've got no I've got no skin in the game here. I've got no bone to chew. I'm a neutral watching this. And I I've never liked the Australians based on what they did with the Sand Pepper Gate. I'm also not a massive fan of um I sympathize with some players on the England side, like your Joe Roots, like I've said, I love to see him do well. But I think decision making has to come into place here. You some wickets were thrown away. We we've got to talk about it. Some wickets like Harry Brooks in this innings were thrown away. He was looking in good touch. Um, Zach Crowley, yeah, you cover dry first ball, but you've got to be smart about it in the second innings. I I think I think they need to learn a little bit from Usman Kawaja, play an elder statesman kind of innings, see it through, and let everybody else bet around you. Because somewhere somehow a hero would come, but you need an anchor for those heroes to come. And today it was Pat Cummins. I don't yeah. think you can, I don't think you can change how how you play. I mean, Zach Crawley isn't going to just go into a shell and bat, bat uh, thirty runs for a hundred balls. Like you can't just change you can't just change your ways. Otherwise, I think you have more more chance of losing. Uh, do, do you get what I mean? I just I just don't think I, you can I don't I, I don't like it, it's 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 some it's something that's worked like in in pretty good like you we beat in Pakistan away three 0 I mean that's a pretty impressive result. On- I mean. Look at those look at those scores on roads down in Rawalpindi. Like uh, my main Temba Bavuma would have scored those rounds too and he hasn't been in good touch for a long time well recently he has but what I'm simply saying is you 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 play horses for courses. I think it's 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 a mistake thinking that you stick to something because it's worked all the time. Like not to reference my granny but she said only idiots learn from their own mistakes. You learn from what other people have done wrongly and you rectify it. I'm not saying England should go into their shell and stop playing basketball. All I'm saying is sometimes a situation needs to be analyzed and played to what that situation requires. 40 or 50 more runs in that first innings, a little bit of conservatory betting in that second innings, a little bit. Like, why is Root reverse sweeping on his first ball on the crease? Like, if he had reverse sweeped and got caught, like, what happens, you know? Like, it's, it's, it's just some of these things where I'm not saying change the whole thing, but just give it a little bit of thought, like give it. But a that, bit but, of... but 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 that route, but that route, uh, um, reverse sweep in the first ball was giving it thought. He if he clips that, well, he did um, later on in the day. He clips a couple down there, and then he moves the field. So that that is thought. Yes, it's yes, but... it's risky, but he is moving the field about, and then of course it allows him to kind of get a couple of singles uh, through cover, through mid off, and stuff like that. Last point. I know Kieran wants to shut me down now. Last point. <laughs> did you see how England were fielding towards the last three or four overs of today? Not, not, not in terms of their their energy in the field, but their placements. Put it. Yeah, it was, it was a lot. A lot of people on the bo- on the boundary. A lot of what short, do you call that? D- d- defensive fielding. Yeah, they were a little bit defending. Not, I mean, yes, not yesterday to, to, they were attacking. They had people around the bat, so clearly they can play the situation. All of, they were trying to get a shot ball to Nathan Lyon because they know he's fond of the shot ball. He's trying. Yeah, so that's, that's, an, that's, an, that's an attacking. That's an attacking way of trying. Yes, to get but something. playing the situation right, looking at who's betting and adjusting their tactics to what's happening on the field and what the result needs. I'm saying a little bit of more that when you're betting, if the situation requires. And Brennan McCallum is a smart coach. He won Test matches during his time. He's won ODIs before. Surely they can sit down and say. Gents, I think we love to play positively, but sometimes someone has to has to rein it in. Do a Johnny Burstow, sensible. He plays quickly, but he wasn't particularly stupid either when he was on the crease, was he? Right. I, I, 
I'll I'll jump in there just because we are going along along with the timer has been abandoned at this point. <laughs> I will say, firstly, to your point about uh, Joe Root's scoop shots, they were fantastic. They were they were they weren't they weren't rogue watch. shots. They weren't rogue shots. They were tactically played shots that did exactly what George said: move the field to allow him to play more. Uh, conventionally, but I will agree with you when it came to when we were losing wickets. I think we were about 150 for five or something like that. We got Ben Stokes at Johnny Bairstow at the crease, Nathan Lyon bowling at them, a fantastic bowler, as I mentioned, one of the best bowlers ever in the history of this sport. And they're reverse sweeping straight balls that are going straight onto the stumps and getting out LBW. It's criminal. It's throwing away your wicket, as Caleb said, and it's cost us the game because we've run out, we've not had enough runs, especially after the declaration in the first innings. You need to be adding on at least another, at least at least 350 in that second innings. They need a 350 lead. And they're they're reverse sweeping stupid shots and it's come back to haunt us. And if it, if it wasn't for Ollie Robinson, Stuart Broad, and James Anderson, three non-batsmen hitting 50 between them, that Australia would have walked that game. So I think at the end of the day, you do have to, there is a point where the fun has to stop and the, the traditional defensive test batting, it may be boring, it may be irritating to watch, but there is a point where that has to come into play. Yeah, just just a last point on that. It, it does a disservice to the bowlers who've done absolutely fantastically to get rid of Smith, um, Labashain, Alex Carey. People, Travis Head didn't score much. We know how dangerous he can be. We know how absolutely lethal he can be. And those bowlers, who I'm simply calling not at the best of their powers, have worked out of their skin to cut those batsmen out. You need the bowlers to respect the arts, the batsmen, sorry, to respect the art of the bowlers a little bit more and give them more time. Give them your, give your bowlers a chance in the game. And Besto and Stokes on that pitch with that reverse sweeping and loose shots didn't do that. And they, they they need to go back and look at it and see what they can do better in the next game because they surely needed a couple of more runs on that pitch. But that's, yeah, that's my story. I'm interested to see what Test 2 will bring. Um, but yeah, or else it'll be just losing by close. We could have won it. We could have won it. It's 4-0 before you know it. <laughs> uh, I, like, I appreciate those final thoughts, Caleb. George, I'll go to you for your final final thoughts on the Test match. Um, so, I mean, taking the emotion out of it, it was an absolutely fantastic game. It, it, it ebbed and flowed either way. One, one, one hour you thought England would win it, the next you thought Australia. Um, I'd, sometimes I, I kind of forget that there's four more Test matches to go. I, you kind of think that 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 one match kind of decided the series, but you've got to, you've got to realize that we are back. We are at Lords in eight days' time, and um, there'll, there'll be plenty of opportunity for for England to win the series four one. I agree. Four one. That's my prediction for this series. <laughs> and, I mean, and, when we, and when we lose, I'm when we lose three or four one. I'm very sorry, guys. <laughs> I mean, it is a fantastic. It has been a fantastic advert for the game. I mean, it's traditional traditional play against the basketball era. I mean, there's a lot of people that don't like basketball. I get the feeling that Caleb might be one of them. <laughs> but I love I mean, basketball. I love to see a six and test cricket in a winning team. It is, it is, it is tradition. It is two contrasting styles facing off, and I mean, going right to the wire. It must be said, it wasn't a walkover. England could have easily won that Test match, and Australia could have easily won it by more. But it did go right down to the wire. My final thoughts would be: I think, I think Ben Folk should be in this side. I really think England need a high-class wicketkeeper like him. And I mean, I think England would have won the game if he was playing. I don't know who you drop. That's for the selectors to slide decide but I think Ben Vokes should be in this in this team and hopefully a bit more pace in the attack for the next test match but that has been 
uh, the first test of the Ashes series. I mean, four more to go. We will be here for every single one. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you guys for being here and bye-bye.